Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the RDA Central West Business Leaders Breakfast. Great to have you with us this week. And joining me uh, this morning is Craig Randazzo, the uh, CEO of Skillset. Craig, welcome to breakfast. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here, mate, and thanks for coming in. Look, um, Skillset, it's a well-known organisation across the Central West. You have a long mm -hmm. history in the region. But for those that maybe don't know your personal journey, can mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about your connection to the Central West and what led mm -hmm. you to your current role? Um, with skill set? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, my wife and I moved up here in uh, 20, uh, in um, when was it? 2000. Yeah, it was 21 years ago now. So both grew up in, well, I grew up in Sydney. My wife grew up in Orange. Uh, wanted to start a family. And look, I think both of us realised like Sydney is a two income city. Uh, <laughs> And Helen was really keen to stay at home uh, and we both love that idea. And really moving up here has allowed us to do that. Uh, we bought an amazing house on, you know, um, quite, a, quite a big size block. Um, I, think, I think it was $150,000. <laughs> None of our friends in Sydney could believe that. Um, and it's been the best move we have ever made. How's yeah. the Central West changed in that 20 years? What are have some of seen the... some changes, mm. yeah. Well, I think there's definitely um, a lot more services. There's the retail has really grown. I mean, you've got, I just think you have amazing health services. You've got amazing education opportunities. We really have seen um, some growth of those sort of core infrastructure of, of, of the region. Um, so much so that I, I just actually cannot ever imagine why, um, you know, you would actually consider, particularly for family people, um, living anywhere else, it is just so ideal. Yeah, and you've probably seen mm. that reflected in the massive growth of interest in our region over recent years. But tell us Definitely. a little bit more about, I guess, Skillset, mm. the services that Skillset provides. And as I said at the top of the interview, it's got a long history in the region. So you're right. Uh, so we will celebrate 40 years uh, in continuous operation next year. So um, I think that's a, a, a pretty amazing milestone for any business. Um, we provide uh, quite a few services really centred around the education, skills development and employment uh, sectors. Um, our largest service would be our apprenticeship and traineeship service through what, what's called a group training model. So it's a managed apprenticeship service where Skillset is actually the legal employer of that apprentice or trainee. And then we support those people throughout their three or four year journey. Um, and the idea of that really is to provide those largely younger, younger people with the support they need to um, achieve completion. Um, we've really found this model works very well for business because our completion rates are much higher than if an apprentice was taken on direct with an employer. They've got all the support yeah. from, our, from our team of staff who travel around the region in cars, come, go to the website, we solve problems, we liaise with TAFE, we make that journey um, a much more doable proposition. And if you're a business yeah. owner, I guess your core business is fabrication, whatever it might be, Doing you just what you take do. the pressure off. Exactly. The way it transitions that better completion rate. Yeah, now, totally. Skills development is really a, a focus area of RDA Central West. You know, making sure we have the right skills in our region mm. is essential for economic development and business growth. Mm. Have you seen a change in, I guess, the skills um, that businesses are looking for in the Central West over the last, you know, 12 to 18 months? 
Yes, I think there's been uh, a few big sort of mega trends that have been happening. First of all, the tap has been turned off from, um, you know, I guess cheap and readily available overseas labour. <clears throat> so I think that's had a real impact and you've, you've seen, um, I guess, lots of news reports, we're talking to employers. There are real um, skills shortages, um, uh, p particularly in uh, trade areas. We're seeing things like project managers, professionals, human resources. There's a number of um, key uh, sort of domains where employers are really going, I'm finding it actually hard to grow or hard to fill orders, hard to uh, complete contracts with um, the, the lack of skills. I think for me, it really, maybe it, you know, a colleague of mine, our general manager the other day said, is this the skills crisis we had to have to sort of wake people up mm. to go, okay, maybe we need to grow our own. Mm. Maybe we need to really start investing um, in apprenticeships, in traineeships. It's a, it's a slow proposition. Granted, it's not an instant fix because it takes years of skills development to get that person mm. up to you know, a productive uh, uh, and, and valued employee. However, I really think we've got to put in the hard yards now to invest in the young people in our region. And also I think we're really trying to get that message across. Make uh, your decision to embark on a trade career um, a plan A. It's, it's not a fallback solution. Mm. It's not a second choice. Um, you know, trade careers, uh, you're earning and learning at the same time. You're not ending up with a massive hex debt at the end of it. You've been paid mm. to develop your skills. You've got a 92% employability rate at the end of your trade compared to around about 68% for uni graduates. Um, we need great unis, we work with the uni sector absolutely, we, we still need a really healthy uni sector. But I often find that trades are sometimes thought of as a second choice or a fallback option. You're right, there's actually some fantastic career progression opportunities with the trades and I think with all the major infrastructure projects that are coming down the pipeline in the Central West over the mm. next five to ten years, I don't think that demand, as you said, is going to ease off at all. Absolutely. Talking about youth um, pathways and, and trying to get more local youth predominantly into apprenticeships and into work. Mm -hmm. One of the things that caught my eye when I was doing my research for today's chat was Skillforce 500. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that and where that started from yeah. and what, what its ambitions are? Sure, so hopefully um, some of the viewers will have seen our campaigns over the years. So back in 2016, we saw some pretty disturbing rates of youth unemployment in the region. And so we thought, how do we shine a light on the importance of employing local young people, starting them into a trade career. So we created a campaign that we called back then, Pledge 250. And the idea was to get 250 job pledges right across our footprint of the Central West uh, and just shine a light on that, create a buzz with the campaign. And so since 2016, every year, we've run uh, what we now call a jobs and skills campaign. It's ended up with a bigger target. First two years it was 250, we went to 360 and now today we call our campaign Skillforce 500. And it's really, uh, our aim is to get 500 people between October and March into education, training or employment, be that an apprenticeship, be it through our labour hire service, be it through our um, 
permanent recruitment service. And we'll put yeah. the link up to Skillforce 500 after this morning's chat, so I reckon that's a crack for local businesses out there that are looking to get some staff on. Um, great campaign. Now, uh, as you said, Skillset, you've got a diverse history in, in the services that you've provided over that mm. near, near 40 years. One that um, you've been successful in getting some funding for recently is uh, Central Career Link Central West. Mm. Can you tell our listeners on the podcast and our viewers about what Career Link aims to achieve? And I think it's a beautiful mm. segue from supporting, I guess, young people into work, mm. but this is kind of the next mm. step. Yeah, so look, at, at Skillset, we sort of use the language of the employment life cycle. So, you know, our services now have grown to really um, encompass uh, young people coming into an apprenticeship reasonably young, right, right through to mature age. You know, there's, there is some service that we can provide uh, right, across that, right across that age group. Um, CareerLink was something we designed in response to the development of a new career institute, a national career institute, which came out of a big review into the VET sector back in 2019. And so we applied for a grant to that body and we're lucky enough to be, well, out of 600 um, grant applications, there were only 13 awarded and we got one of those through a national process. So we were, we were pretty excited for the region and of course it was great news for Skillset as well. And part of applying for that, of course, was partnering with RDA who are providing us with the, all the local intel, the data on you know, skills growth, etc., which has been a really great union with you guys, Sam. Uh, CareerLink is really trying to uh, raise the understanding of what is career development and really targeting a age group that it, bef before our service here was completely unserviced with any um, free career advice and information. So that's a 25 to 44 year uh, age group. <clears throat> there are already existing services for people aged up to 24 and then there's a service for more mature people from um, 45 onwards. But we identified there was just a real gap in that uh, what I would call prime working age um, demographic. And so we're rolling out that career development and information service right across um, the 11 local government areas that exactly map mm. to your RDA Central West And, I, and area. I saw the career link van in Orange yesterday and it's yes. been out and about. <laughs> You've got some great uh, engagement happening at the moment. Yeah. And as yeah. you said, one of the things that really stuck with me when we were chatting off air was um, something about the number of jobs, I guess, that people are taking now, you know, over their, their career life mm. cycle, as you said, yeah. mm. and it probably feeds in nicely to why having a service like CareerLink is so important. That's right. I think um, people uh, these days will move through a, a number of different roles. I mean, the, the research is telling us it's something like 17 different um, jobs that they will have in a lifetime across five or six different complete career areas. Mm. I mean, I just think, I sort of read that and I thought, that's, that seems a little bit, that seems pretty big. And then I just thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to test myself with this. And actually, that's pretty accurate for me. I'm, I'm 53. Um, and that's, that's pretty much what I, I have done. Like yeah, I've look, had hospitality, you know, I've now moved to the not-for-profit sector. I was in recruitment in Sydney. I had my own business for a time. Like people do move through that. The thing that CareerLink brings though is just some method, a face-to-face -face consultation with someone who can actually, not just about sort of finding the first job we can put you into. It's not a job placement service. 
It's really giving, giving the, the, the people that we uh, assist some confidence, understanding what their transferable skills are. Quite often we're not very good at you know, interviewing ourselves and going, okay, um, I've done this, this and this in my current uh, you know, job. How can, how can these skills that I've developed, say in administration, how can they be transferred over into perhaps an industry in really high demand like community services? Um, but that's what our consultants are trained to do, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it's about uh, aligning those those skills development that you might go through to the jobs that are gonna be on offer in our region, which I think is such a Definitely. fantastic service. Yeah. Now look, we're gonna hit Craig with the Fast Five, learn a little bit more about him, what makes him tick. So Craig, hidden talent or hobby? Uh, okay, well I do play the, the guitar. Okay. Um, I was trained classically, but you know, now I just play for fun. Um, I love my cooking too. I, I love catering for, for um, you know, large groups. I did. I did my wife's. Uh, it was some time ago, but I think I catered for eighty people by myself. Okay. Okay. So that I, is, did, I love doing that. Th that is a talent. I have to come yep. over for lunch. Best <laughs> local event or festival? Oh, I reckon um, maybe the Bathurst Winter Festival was pretty good. I think, um, but I, I think food food week. Have, have to be up there as well. Yeah, look, Food Week, it's a cracker. I think the Winter Festival is actually on currently or it's just yep. about to kick off. We'll just kicking off, we'll, I think. We'll, we'll mm. whack the link up for that one because it is a cracker for the family if you're down there in Bathurst. Yep. Hidden Gem of the Central West. This could be a person, a place, a venue or somewhere you like to show off when you've got visitors. Well, do you know what? I want to give a shout out to the Gold Seekers Orienteering Club. Okay. So our family, um, we do we do orienteering with them. We've, we've been doing it for many years. I actually remember taking a stroller to one of the events once um, and leaving it in the bush uh, there and going back for it later. Um, Hopefully not so, with the child still in it. <laughs> no, no, we, we did take the child. We did remember that. But um, Basil and Jean Baldwin, who run yeah. the Gold Seekers Orienteering Club, they are absolute legends. And I think they won an award yesterday, I saw on, on Facebook. So they, they give up their time. They, they have just put so much into that club. And um, it's just great fun. You run through the bush, you get to see the, the outdoors, if you like doing a bit of exercise, you can run and challenge yourself. So yeah, we, we love that. Yeah, good shout out to them. They're also actively yeah. involved in the Orange Running Club. So I think that's another Definitely. one to give them a plug. Last yeah. book you read or movie you saw? I'm reading a book at the moment called Grit by Angela Duckworth. She's a psychologist and um, it's a pretty optimistic book. It really talks about um, you know, the power of passion, the power of resilience um, over you know, what she calls talent, you know, just what you might be born with. So I think it's a really optimistic book. It actually tells you, okay, if you try hard, you strive, that's going to beat talent hands down every day. So that's, uh, I'm only halfway through, but it's, it's a really good book. What was the other one? Uh, movie? Or movie that you've seen. Oh, look, Friday night, movie night in our house. I think the last one was, um, could it be The Greatest Showman? Okay. Which is pretty good, I have to say. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, give yeah, him a plug. Good, it. good. Yeah. Favorite sporting code or team? Well, I'm going to say soccer because, yeah, um, yeah my 11-year-old uh, son is involved in that, um, and I'll have to say, you know, Sims, Sims Red under 12s. <laughs> good, good for best, you. Best team. <laughs> yeah, like that, like that a lot. Now, look. It's been a challenging 12, 18 months for regional leaders, you know, with everything that's unfolded. But as a local um, leader in your, in your field, what have you learnt about yourself or how has your leadership style changed? Um, look, I think um, really understanding what 
your customers need has been really important. Listening to what they need, uh, because those things have changed uh, over, over time. The other thing I, I think as well is be informed by what's going on out there with, with, your, with your customers. I guess through COVID, there was a, certainly an option to retreat, to radically change what we were doing. We chose not to do that, largely because our customers kept going. We actually were so resilient in this region, we found. Mm. Of course, you know, hospitality, tourism, travel, etc., et venues, events. There are certainly some sectors that were really badly affected. However, most of the uh, trade areas that we were involved in with our apprenticeship service, they kept pushing on. They modified how they did things, mm. as did we with our work. But largely, we just kept rolling because we had over 350 apprentices out there who kept working. We also had to keep going. We modified what we did, a little bit, of course, to you know, be in line with the public health orders. But we, we pushed on, we kept that service going. And I think we largely listened to what our customers needed. They kept going and so did we. Yeah. And that's yeah. the resilience you talked about earlier. Yeah. Now, mentoring is an important um, part of any you know, growth of an individual. Mm. We have a long, real focus on youth mentoring here at RDA Central West, but what's one piece of advice a previous mentor has given you that stuck with you over the years? Well, I go back to when I was in the hospitality industry in Sydney, um, and I was working at a five-star hotel uh, called, well, back in those days it was called The Regent. It's the Four Seasons now, down at um, Circular Quay. I was in the housekeeping department, so I started out, you know, right at the entry level there. I was uh, cleaning rooms, really. I was cleaning, I had to do 13 rooms a day, but I was just dead keen on getting into the hospitality industry. And I thought, well, if I'm going to clean rooms, I'd really like to do it in a really fancy hotel. <laughs> so I got myself into the industry that way. And um, what used to happen there, there was this general manager by the name of Ted Wright. He was ex-army. He was a general in the US Army. Ted Wright was a GM of um, several hotels in the US, but then he came out to have a gig down at the region. And every day, no matter what, he would go down to the front desk, get a randomly generated list of rooms. He'd put a white glove on and he would select randomly, you know, five rooms. And the general manager of the hotel would walk in, along with the people who'd cleaned the room. <laughs> he'd meet us there. And he'd literally get a white glove, you know, and check the dusting. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd sit in the bath to see what the guest would see when they're in the bath. You know, and I, I guess that's always stayed with me. Like someone at such a senior level has actually, he wants to know what is the customer experiencing. Mm. Um, so that's, a, that's something that I have always um, remembered and, and probably uh, have taken, taken through with me and really admired that sort of approach. Okay, let's, let's, let's see what the, the customer is experiencing. It's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, we've talked a little bit about pathways, career pathways. One of the last ones I wanted to touch on this morning is, I guess, skill set runs Youth Connect. Yeah. Can you tell us about Youth Connect? Because I think that's another interesting one. That Youth might be Connect, there. yeah, is a really, look, a really important program, I think. Um, as it said, it's about connecting young people to a positive outcome. The young people, to be eligible for that program, they're not in work, they're not in training, and they're not at school. 
they may be enrolled at school, but they may not be attending school. Um, and we think it's a, it's a really vital program for our region. We deliver it right across the Central West. Um, that, that young person will have a uh, case manager that will guide them through a really rigorous program that actually gets them connected to a positive outcome. It might be connected to some training at TAFE. It might be actually re-enrolling in school again mm. after some you know, consultation with that young person, their family. Um, we've had some really positive outcomes getting young people into apprenticeships who've just said, you know what, school's not for me, I just can't do it anymore. Um, but just some guidance from, once again, a face-to-face person who's really well trained um, and getting, getting those young people through that program. I think we've had about over 500 go, go through that, that program since we started. Really, really important program. Absolutely, mm. and um, I guess if you don't know the pathways that exist as a young person, mm. this just links you in. Last one I wanted to talk mm. on, it kind of flows on from that, is yeah. the Skillset College. Yeah. Now this is an innovative one, and I know Skillset's being recognised um, with some awards mm. around it, but mm. can you tell us about the college, how it started, and yeah, why sure. it's so important for the region. So Skillset Senior College is an independent uh, special assistant school. Um, we kicked it off in Bathurst in 2015, really as a response, I suppose I always say it was, it was opportunity meets need because we really saw a need out there. We were getting a lot of young people through coming to us in Bathurst, falling out of mainstream education saying, I, I just, I can't do school anymore, I want to do an apprenticeship. but actually many of them were not ready for an apprenticeship either. What they needed to do was actually get finish their schooling, get their foundation skills in order for them to transition better into an apprenticeship. Um, and so we had the beautiful uh, Flannery Centre in Bathurst which was largely underutilised. We had a lot of spare rooms that were set up um, a while ago for an RTO style um, uh, program, and so we had these, this beautiful physical uh, opportunity, you know, opportunity with with classrooms, uh, a lovely big meeting place, outdoor areas, 2.9 hectares of land, and so I put to the board, uh, what a great opportunity! Maybe we need to open an independent school that actually can help young people who are falling out of mainstream mm. education to get through either to year 10 or through to year 12 to get them their education. And so thankfully the board was very um, uh, uh, brave, I guess, and not completely risk averse because it was a bit of an unusual thing to say, let's open a school. However, um, that has really um, paid off. We've, we've now got 148 students. We've opened a second campus in Dubbo um, and we've got 34 staff employed in that, in that school. We've got amazing teachers, uh, amazing uh, school leadership and really a very uh, different approach to high school uh, education. Small class sizes, a very high teacher ratio. Uh, teachers are first name basis. Mm. We, don't, uh, we don't do detentions and uh, you know, we, 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 we pretty much have more of a, a young adult relationship with, with that person. And how many person. students have yeah. gone through the college to date roughly? Oh, look, uh, th th it would be over 300, yeah. yeah, 
Over 300. There was actually yeah. a really nice um, story on the 7.30 report maybe mm. one or two years ago on, on yeah. the Skillset College. We might try to fish that one out of the archives and put it up, put the link up mm. to that one after this morning's chat because it was a really nice little showcase of what you were trying to yeah. achieve. But to yeah. wrap up this morning, Craig, um, what's your forecast for the region over the next 12 to 18 months looking into the crystal ball? Well, I'm a huge, um, huge fan of this part of the world. I just think it's probably going to get... Um, more and more popular in terms of relocators. We're already seeing quite a lot of that through our permanent recruitment service. We're getting a lot of interest. People phoning us saying, you know, what are the job opportunities here? We're also seeing people come into the region and bring their job mm. with them. We're seeing people, you know, relocating from either, you know, um, a big capital city. We're also seeing regional uh, movements as well. I think there was a regional Institute Australia report recently showing there's actually quite a lot of region to region uh, movement as well. So we are seeing that. Um, I'm hugely optimistic about the Central West. Um, it's a you know, fantastic place. I would just like to make sure that we get the infrastructure in terms of transport, mm. in terms of uh, all, you know, all of those core pieces of infrastructure that you need to grow. Uh, I think if we get that right, I think it can be a really optimistic outlook. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I, sh I share your optimism and a lot of the mm. guests we've had on have kind of got that same um, mm. perception of what the next 18 months looks like for the region. But to finish mm. up this morning, what's the easiest way for listeners on the podcast, viewers this morning through Facebook to engage with you and Skillset to learn more about some of those services we've touched on this morning and to engage with your helpful team? Look, you can just gills, uh, Google um, Skillset or skillset.com.au. Uh, we'll get you onto our website. That's really the easiest um, way. All of our services are available. Um, pretty easy to easy to follow links there. Easy. We'll chuck yep. up all those details, all the handles for the social media details um, after this morning's chat. But Craig, thank you so much for your mm. time. Hope everyone's got a lot out of that one. <laughs> Everyone, stay uh, stay warm and dry this weekend, and we'll catch you next time on the RDA Central West Business Leaders Breakfast. Thanks so much. Thanks, Sam. Cheers. Great.